everything circles back to uh, doing that heart work, you know, doing, looking, looking inwards. But I tell people like, I know you're busy. I get it. I have two small children. Like finding time alone is really hard. Like I literally go meditate in the closet. Like, I mean, <laughs> the cat doesn't <laughs> like it because that's his home. So I'm like, always oh, got like scratching, but I just, I put in earbuds. I give myself a half hour yep. to just kind of like detox from everything. Because honestly, when you're doing that hard work, it's, you cannot use the logic in your brain, right? Yeah. You have to just kind of be still. Don't force yourself to come up with the answer. Welcome to On Your Space. I'm your host, Jason Johnson. Thank you so much for pressing the play button. I truly appreciate it. I recently sat down with Nicole Rand, president and founder of Career Path Global. Nicole speaks the way she speaks because she's lived it. She knows. She's helped many people with their careers, formerly working in the HR department with recruiting and resume building, helping people find jobs find employment and I sat down with Nicole because employment and finding your job and your career is so much like finding yourself in life and where you want to be we're all human beings and we all want to be valued and that's what Nicole does she works with people who are searching in their professional life to find value and ultimately they become better not just professionally but personally so over the next 40 minutes or so you're going to hear Nicole and I talk about a lot of things talk about leadership talk about Nicole's own career path how time is a non-renewable resource how employment is like dating the interview, the resume, self-care, and aligning your brain with your heart. So thank you again for pressing the play button. I really appreciate you being here. This is my conversation with Nicole Rand. Everything that I talk about really predominantly is all about everything from the heart, right? And then, you know, more specifically, authenticity. Um, and I've always, I've always really been big into leadership. Um, I have a ton of books on it. Um, and one of my favorite, it's a little tiny book, but it's called You Don't Need a Title to Be a Leader. And because there's a big difference between a leader and a boss. Right. And we, we all know that we all know that a leader is someone that you gravitate towards and a boss is somebody that you just have to listen to. And, you know, what's what's the big difference if you can really think about what's the big difference between those two? One person, the leader is generally very confident and grounded in themselves. Right. Yeah. 
they're very authentic with themselves and that includes like their downfalls their weaknesses i guess i should say you know and they embrace that as a part of them versus like a boss usually is just you know somebody who has this power has this position of authority um but you know either doesn't really feel like they should be there or you know so you get these like insecurities kind of popping through and then that's when you get some of that toxic workplace stuff um but uh yeah i think it it, it really all has to do with authenticity yeah i've always felt like a boss um focuses on the metrics right I mean, if you, whether it's a small business or a large corporation, um, you've got to, you've got objectives that you have to meet and, and that's all real. It's all important, but a leader, um, has those things that they focus on, but it's really about creating the space for people to feel safe, feel encouraged, um, feel respected and allow to, um, to, to grow, make decisions, stumble, get up and still be supported. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. A hundred percent. And that authenticity, you know, cause most leaders have done a lot of self-work Yeah. and that's what I'm all about with the people that I work with. I, you know, I do two different things um, that kind of blend together. If someone wants, I do just the resume, like the resume and cover letter, that's it. Right. Mm-hmm. But even in just doing that, I, work a little bit with people in the finite amount of time that we have saying, you know, what do you really want to do? Because I need to know so I can point them in the right direction, not only on their resume, but in their, in their headspace. Um, but when I do my coaching program, that's why I tell everybody up front, I'm like, look, this is going to be really heavy, touchy feely because <laughs> this is all the internal work that we're doing right now. Right. This is yeah. like, how are you going to know where you're going if you don't actually know yourself and don't actually know what you want? How are you going to translate to that to a recruiter onto your resume and your networking, right? You know, um, and I think that that's true for, for everything. If you don't really take the time to understand yourself and, and really do that introspective work and get to the to your own authenticity, how are you going to know? And I mean, that's not easy. That's not easy. I know, you know, that's not easy, it's not yeah. easy to ask. <laughs> yeah, that's a tough one. Uh, really self-discovery. Um, you know, I think you said it or I read it somewhere uh, that uh, what do you want to be when you grow up, right? Um, what what feeds your soul? What are you passionate about? And and it's really kind of starting with some simple you know, things. And then you, you know, you talk about uh, creating a path. And you know that it's a journey. Yes, yes, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. It's definitely, it's definitely a journey. And so you know, and that's kind of what I do, right? Is I help people through that journey. I, I did all the spinning around in circles and going down the wrong paths, and um, then I took a lot of time in 2019. Anybody who's talked to me has probably heard this story, but this was like, this is when I said, okay. You know, universe, this is what I want. Um, I want to, you know, really get to my true self in, you know, uh, personally and professionally. And um, 
I was like, I don't know where to start, but I started with um, trying to accomplish one of my bucket list items, which was to become a published author. So um, I wrote uh, an entire <laughs> fantasy fiction over the course of 2019. Like I really dug into that. Um, let's not talk about how difficult editing is. <laughs> <laughs> this book may come out in the next five years. I'm not sure. Um, but anyway, and then in that process, I was like, I'm, I'm thinking like, what do I want to do? You know, what, what am I interested in? And so I was like, well, I really like medicine. I've come out of that field, you know, heck my, my main name was doctor. So, you know, it was like predestined. Um, anyway, so I, you know, I used to work in there, all of this, I'm like, well, you know, I'd like to get back into that. And, and so then I decided, well, with my, um, time constraints, my family and everything like that, I go to school, become a, a physician assistant. And I was like, yep, that's what I'm gonna do. Okay, so I, I applied for PA school. I um, applied to colleges to refresh my sciences. Um, I was applying to different jobs in the medical field, you know, so I could be in my field of study. I was telling my coworkers and my family, this is what I'm gonna do. And um, so I was all set on that path. And then I don't know when or where it happened, but I had this epiphany uh, that the thing I really wanted deep down inside was to own my own time. And like, I don't know why I didn't see it earlier because it's been in my history of things that I've been trying to do. Like I've been a trying to accomplish that goal for a while, but to finally like mentally admit that to myself, right? Yeah. Uh, that was That was a big thing. And it also showed me that that how my interest did not align with what I call my my soul need, you know, like I realized if I was going to become a PA, really, really wasn't going to own much of my own time, you know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, it, yeah, it takes it takes work, right? It, no matter what we do, um, you know, you talked about kind of going down that uh, medical profession career path. And maybe it's about helping people because I think that what you do today is really about helping people, and um, and it's it's a matter of you know where you spend your time, right? Uh, you know, time is is like currency. Um, you know, hundred oh, percent, yeah. You know, it, it, you just it doesn't really matter how much money you make. Everybody has the same amount of time. And so it's so important. And it's very cool that you uh, came to that conclusion and recognized that for yourself. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And you're so you're so right about time. Um, you know, which I try to, I try to convey to people is that um, it's the only non renewable resource, right? Money is is renewable. Um, it, you know, it kind of comes and goes in our life, but time is the only thing that you can't get back. And I think a lot of people are starting to realize that right. You know, they're starting to realize that they need um, to feel fulfilled in their life. And there's so many people that are going, hey, money is like the fourth or fifth thing on my list that's important to me right now. That most people are really looking to get to that, you know, kind of that soul need, like I keep talking about, right? Yep. Um, so, uh, so, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's super important to be authentic with yourself, whether you're trying to make a career shift, 
whether, you know, whatever you're, you're doing. And, you know, like I said, it's not easy. That's why I do the coaching that I do to help people, you know, ask the right questions, go in the right direction so that, um, you know, they don't have to like get lost in the corn maze <laughs> kind of like I did, you know? <laughs> so. Yeah. So you talked about resume and then that obviously leads to uh, interviewing. What's really, really important for people to have, just if you were to give a tip on, on, you know, when they're putting their resume together, because it's easy to, you know, I look at a lot of resumes as uh, hiring people in the industry that I work in. And uh, there's nothing, you know, you can make a resume look however you want, but what's, what's really important for people to go through when they're putting that resume together? It's really important for people to understand their own value more than anything when I'm doing a resume that's what I give people and that's yeah. that's super important because you can you know having having been a recruiter a hiring manager myself who sat there and looked at hundreds of resumes I um, am a hundred percent confident in the resumes that I build for people because I know exactly what the recruiter is looking for and you know for the most part what the um ATS is looking for, um, but because uh, there's there's a you talk to anyone, there's a million different ways people will tell you to do a resume. It's one thing that everybody seems to be an expert in when very few people have actually been on the other side, like you or me, and have like looked at resumes. And you know that's what I I was with staffing company, and that's what I did. You know all day because we were filling tons of positions and so I was looking at 50 plus resumes a day so um but I don't I don't want to derail from your question so under understanding your own value again it all circles back around to that authenticity you know um and once you have that and once you feel comfortable in yourself then you'll start to believe in yourself a little bit more but so many people don't have a direction when they're building their resume. And I understand that it's hard when you're living that life and a you're, you know, you're really like, Oh, I, I need a job. What do I put on here? That's going to get me hired. You know what? Oh, maybe it's this, or, or maybe this is too much, or, you know, do, do I look good enough in your confidence is kind of waning. And so, um, for, for that hundred percent of you value, for the general resume, your skills section. <laughs> I always harp on this. I tell everyone this, your skills section, put that up at the top, make it you know short and sweet, but make sure that your hiring manager has some real evidence of what you've done. You know, Telling me project manager does not help me with anything. Tell me that you've managed a $3 million project that need completion in 30 days that tells me something, you know, that gives me metrics. So yeah, being, being specific, uh, yes. being intentional. Um, I always like to say that, you know, when you're trying, when you're communicating with people, setting expectations and understanding the expectations, right? So unless you're specific, then it's so broad that it doesn't connect. Right. Yeah. Very, very important. Absolutely. Yeah. So I've, I've heard you say that uh, careers are like dating. <laughs> 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 what, 
where's that come from? <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, like I said, I used to work in staffing. And so, you know, I was just all day, every day, immersed in the recruiting HR process, right? And so we did it from beginning to end, from, you know, the job posting to helping people as they were in their job with any HR problems, things like that. Um, and it just, I said it over and over, and I said it to my coworkers, I said, I'm going to write a book about this one day, and so that's actually what I'm working on, that's my professional book, is um, why employment is like dating and why you should care, and it's, it's so true, because we are building that relationship, it's all relationships, it's people-centered, right, yeah. like, you know, we, I don't want to say hide behind the professional because we do need to have it in the workplace. Um, but still from beginning to end, look at like, um, I like in um, uh, people submitting their resumes, kind of like Tinder, right? I've never used Tinder myself because I, I was married before that even came out. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, from my understanding, you look at, somebody's profile and you decide whether you want to keep them or not and that's kind of kind of how it goes right now and in, in the automated process you know you get all these resumes and you're like uh, no. oh yes you know and so and then you set up the blind date and you know so that's going to be the, the interview or the first phone call right and so it just the whole process is so similar to dating in the in the macro and in the micro and then you know you have when you get hired you have that honeymoon phase right everybody's like this is great this is great everything's great you know <laughs> and then and then you know that starts to wear off and you start having that little issues and fights and you know, whether you uh, are able to get through it or not, you know, then that's your, your continued marriage or your inevitable divorce, you know, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I think, I think that leads back to what you said earlier about being your, being authentic, you know, on your resume and, and, and that leads into the interview, right? I, I always encourage people to, to, when they, when they come in for an interview with our company, to interview us because if we're, you know, we we're obviously the hiring manager is obviously looking for somebody that's going to be a good fit for the organization, right? That's what we're, right. that's what we're doing. We're trying to find somebody to bring into the organization. that's going to be a good fit, but if the person coming in, they should, you know, they should interview the employer because it needs to be a good fit for them as well. Because if it's not a good fit, like you're saying after that honeymoon phase, they're going to realize, you know what, I'm, this isn't really for me. Right. And then, and then you have to start that process all over again. Right. Right. <laughs> right. Well, and a hundred percent. So I tell um, when I do interview preps, I always tell people, you know, make sure you ask questions as well, because you're interviewing them as well. And that's such a big mind mindset shift for people because it gives them that sense of control. You know, and I think that's really important. This is this is a whole nother topic, but I think that's really important for um, employees 
And to some degree, I think we're seeing that with the great resignation is employees having some control over their, their workspace, you know, you know, their emotional, not just a physical, but their emotional and well-being workspace, right? And instead of it being, you know, well, oh my God, I'm so lucky to have a job. I'll take whatever you pay me. I'll do whatever you say. I'll just cower in the corner over here, you know, <laughs> which it, you know, it sounds dramatic, but that's essentially how it's been. It's you do what I tell you to do. You don't ask questions. You come in, do your job and you leave. And where we've been having it for a while, it's just coming out in bulk on um, these past couple of years that people are going, uh-uh, no. Like, I'm happy to work for you, but I wanna work more with you and I wanna, I wanna provide value, you know? Cause at the end of the day, that's again, what people wanna provide value, that's kind of where it circles back around. Imagine if you were in a relationship with a significant other and they constantly constantly made you feel like undervalued or like you weren't good enough. And I mean, you may, you may stay for a while or longer than you should, but you know, that's just, it's not, it's not a healthy place to be. It's not healthy in a relationship. It's not healthy in the workspace. So, you know, that's kind of the the micro that I was talking about why employment is like dating as well. It, it's that those micro emotions versus like the whole macro process. Yeah. I really, really like that comparison between relationships and your next career. Um, you know, we talked about self-love, self-leadership, and, and that's what it's self-care. And, and that's really what it is. Um, you know, you have to have, you, you can't, you can't love somebody else wholeheartedly unless you love yourself right unless you have self-care it's the same thing when you go into a career knowing your authentic self taking care of yourself uh it's it's uh filling making sure your cup is filled up because you cannot pour from an empty cup and you right. want to be able to pour into your next employment um creating that adding that value like you mentioned knowing your value filling yourself up and 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 then it makes for a really really great partnership with your new employer Right, right, exactly, exactly. And I think, um, you know, I always use this example, one of these days, after I've used this example a billion times, I expect someone to send this to me in the mail. But when you get on a plane, and you open that front pocket, there's always a pamphlet for emergency procedures, right? And um, I, I flew a lot when I was a kid and, you know, that was before the dawn of the TVs in the back of it. So I always <laughs> ruffled, ruffled through the, the stuff in the front of the, in the seat. And um, I always looked at the emergency pamphlet. And one of the things that always stood out to me as a kid was they always showed that if there was any kind of um, uh, cabin depressurization, that the mask would pop down and then the adult should secure their mask before securing the child's mask. And I was like, what is this? Why do they hate children? Shouldn't children be first for the future of the world? You know? yeah. <laughs> yep. and, um, and then as I got older, obviously I realized it's all about like the adult is gonna be the more capable one. So they have to make sure they're taken care of first before they can help anybody else. And I use this example, not only to show people like, you do need to take care of yourself, but because like you said, um, I do like to help people. 
Absolutely. And I find that if I ask people what they really want to do, like if money was no object, what they really want to do is they want to help in some shape or form. You know, if they want to help animals, or if they want to help people, but we all want to help in some capacity. But you cannot help if you are not taken care of. And that's not being selfish. That's self-care, like you talk about, you know, and that that bleeds over into every part of our our lives. And if we are in a workspace where we don't feel like we can either provide ourselves the self-care or our work doesn't care about us, um, then that's going to bleed over into other aspects of your life. And like you said, you can't pour from an empty cup. So it's okay to put your mask on first, yeah. you know? Yeah. And I, and I wonder, you know, as people um, are looking at new careers after consulting with you, you know, maybe they discover that, that where they're at is a good fit. They just haven't been communicating very well, you know, right. like, mm-hmm. like explaining to their employer what, what their intentions are and, and I, I think sometimes uh, it's like a couples therapy, right? You go through couples therapy, and then at the end, you either determine maybe this is a good fit. We were just uh, on a different page, or maybe it's not a good fit, and it's time to you know move on. <laughs> right, right. Well, and that's that's part of the process is really determining what what is the issue, and yeah. it. You know, it very well could be you like the industry you're in, but maybe your work environment is not good. Like you can't just, again, like relationships, you cannot force the other person to make changes they don't want to make. And that gets much, much harder in a work environment situation, because, again, you do have those delineated hierarchies, unlike in a relationship where it's supposed to be um, equal. Uh, so, you know, most people I work with, honestly, it's because they did what they're supposed to do, or, you know, what they're told they're supposed to do. I call it like living in the box. We, from a young age, had parameters set up for us. This is, this is how it's supposed to go. We say, you know, you're supposed to go to school, get your education, secure your long-term job, find your spouse get married, get the house, have the kids, work for the next 30, 40 years, and then retire and maybe have some time to travel and then die. You know, like that was the plan. That was the plan that was laid out for so many of us. And, you know, like good children, we grew up and we went off and we did that plan. And then we got into these jobs where it's like, okay, I've towed the line. I've done this for 15 plus years, but I don't find any sense of fulfillment you know, and that's happening so much, um, predominantly actually to the Gen Xers um, who were kind of caught in between, you know, you have some of like the millennials, particularly the younger millennials that are are pushing the boundaries and and technology has really allowed for that, right? Like um, I know some, some of the older generation have a hard time understanding like, anybody who wants to do YouTube for a career, 
Like, oh my God, that's not a career. Okay, but that YouTuber is making like $3 million a year, you know, <laughs> where this job over here pays 40, 40K a year. So, you know, like, I mean, what what is wrong with enjoying and having fun with what you do? What is wrong with going outside of this box that's been set up for us? Nothing, absolutely nothing is wrong with it other than we've been trained, our brains have been trained to think that way. So yeah, I mean, for the most part, I think uh, the people that I talk to, it's a fulfillment issue. Um, you know, they're just, they're really in the wrong space because a lot of them do like their coworkers and whatnot. It's just that, you know, I mean. Yeah. Some- yeah, it goes, it goes. I think what, what I heard you say is that it's this mindset that we've uh, grown up with that we've been programmed with. And so not only is it shifting your mindset and thinking differently, but it's also working, you know, putting energy into your heart work, right? It's, you know, self-discovery, finding what it is that has brings you value and meaning to you. And it's so important. Uh, you know, I talk a lot about heart-centered leadership and, and, and that's, that's really, I think, you know, 2020 has really shifted. And I know we're into 2021 now. And uh, so, you know, here it is, you know, 2020 uh, 2.0, right? And, and so people are shifting into their heart work uh, because that's what brings us value uh, in our careers and, and, and it brings us joy and happiness um, because we can show up and we can do a good job. But at the end of the day, it's really about that time that you touched on at the beginning of our conversation yeah, yeah. oh yeah it, it, it all circles back to that everything circles back to uh doing that hard work you know doing looking looking inward it's funny i tell people like i know you're busy i get it i have two small children like finding time alone is really hard like I literally go meditate in the closet. Like, I mean, the cat doesn't <laughs> like it because that's his home. So I'm like, always oh, got like scratching, but I just, I put in earbuds. I give myself a half hour yep. to just kind of like detox from everything. Because honestly, when you're doing that hard work, it's, you cannot use the logic in your brain, right? Yep. You have to just kind of be still don't force yourself to come up with the answer. You know, again, that's why I always tell my clients, it's like, I'm giving you three weeks to go through this in our, in our eight week course, but there's a good chance you may not have the answer in three weeks, right? Like it took yeah. me, it took me, and I still discovering stuff, stuff about myself, but it took me like two years of doing, you know, some solid work to finally get to my own answers and my understanding. But but yeah, at the end of the day, yeah, Jason, it circles all around back to, to that heart, being heart-centered, that self-care in whatever your endeavor is, right? We have to start feeling okay to be our authentic self, you know, no matter how like weird and quirky that might be, you know, just... I always get really worried about saying this because it's like, okay, within reason, like live and let live, right? Like don't go out and do anything heinous or anything like that. It's not what I'm saying, (laughs) you know, I'm saying just be like, you know, we spend so much time hiding and tamping ourselves down. Um, Have you ever, do you watch any, do you ever watch any Disney shorts or have you ever seen any Disney shorts? Um, 
No, 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 not really. Okay, okay. Well, you should, uh, and, and for your audience as well, take a moment and go on YouTube and uh, Google inner workings. I think it is absolutely brilliant because it talks about the pull between the brain and the heart, you know, with the, and our brain, our logic tamps down what our heart wants so much that we end up forgetting and we become like a shell of ourselves. And it's just, it's, it's to me, it's an extremely powerful um, Disney short. So I encourage you to, to take a look at that. Um, Absolutely. I know I've used it in my content before, so. Absolutely. So speaking of content, um, you are going to be launching a podcast in 2022, yes. right? Yes. Ch cheeky career chick. Yep. It's behind me. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So let, let's talk about that for a minute. Yeah. So I'm super excited about that. Um, I'm going to be bringing on a former coworker of mine that was in the same space. She's going to be co-hosting with me. And we're really going to be talking about, um, you know, everything that's really related to careers and relationships. You know, um, that's kind of our tagline is talking a little bit about careers, talking a little bit about relationships and about how careers and relationships, you know, intertwine. Um, so that I'm, I'm super excited. I actually have some really amazing guests lined up. Um, I uh, don't want to say anything yet um, until we get official dates. So I won't say a name, but I've got a CEO of a Fortune 500 company coming on. Um, so I was stoked about that. Just some amazing individuals. Um, but yeah, so that's really kind of similar to the conversation that we're having right now. It's kind of the stuff we're going to be delving into, you know, um, from anywhere from the the resume aspect of it. And let's be honest, that's an extremely dry topic. So we probably won't spend too much time talking about <laughs> it. You know, we'll keep that segment short and sweet. Yep. But uh, all the way to how, you know, how do you balance your career, your work life, all of that, because that's extremely important right now, mindset, all of that, all of it, your career is an amazing part of your life. It's such a, a major part of your life as well. And I don't think that we give enough attention to it as far as making sure that it's something that's a good fit. So we're going to be um, talking about all those different topics coming up in, in January. So super excited about that. Be building the um, website, but you'll be able to find us at cheekycareerchick.com. So. Very cool. Very cool. Looking forward to it. And so as we, as we start to uh, wrap some wrap up here, um, I get usually like to end with a couple of things. Um, first, what, if you had one piece of advice for any, anybody that, and maybe it's a common thing that you uh, touch on with, with the people that come uh, and, and hire you, consult with you, um, what would that advice be? Oh man, um, there's so many. As soon as you started asking that question, my brain's going, "Okay, which one? <laughs> which which affirmation? Which quote? What 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 do I use here?" Um, God, it honestly, it all to me, it all comes down to like um, value and self confidence, right? Um, yeah. I say a lot 
when I work with my clients because I try to drill in that concept of self-value. It is something I think so many of us have lost in the workplace in one form or another, whether it's because we've taken jobs out of desperation, whether it's because we never had a job that ever paid us what we were worth. So, you know, we just sort of adapt to that, whether it's because we're in a work environment that has an, an abusive tendency, you know, you get groomed into believing that that's okay, again, much like in a relationship. So again, doing that, doing that, that heart work, that self-care and finding your value, that's the value in people like myself who do that type of coaching. Um, and you know, why I call myself a career inspirer is because I help you on that front end, right? Yeah. That is so, so critical. It does not matter what changes you make to your career now, to your resume. If you are not understanding your own value, then no nothing else is going to fall into place. Um, you know, and and I'll I'll be honest, even even in my own business, it took some time to understand my own value. We can very, very much get get beaten down by our work environment. So, I mean, I, that's not that's not as super tangible as like you know focus on the skill section in your resume. But that is a hundred percent integral to everything that you're doing in your career. Yeah, it and, and exactly what you said. It's not. It's the intangibles right? It's the, it's the, the time, the self-care, the time with yourself, focusing, whether it's meditation, breathing, just being with yourself. And, and it, when you do that, it opens up kind of a direct path between your mind and your heart. And then your clarity starts to set in and it, it, yeah. it, it takes work. It takes work to do. It's not easy but it's putting that work in on the front instead of on the back, back end. Yeah, for sure. Oh yeah. No, it, it, it's, it's not easy at all. It takes time when I finally, when I finally like what I call leveled up <laughs> and um, actually felt my own value. Cause it's one thing for people to tell you, you know, yeah. and it's even, it's even something different for you to be like, your brain to go, oh, I'm valuable. But if you don't feel that in your whole body, then you're not going to actually believe it. And you will stay with the same tendencies that you have now. You'll continue to pick bad employers or jobs that are don't meet your value. Um, and I say all this because I've been through that process. That that's that's the thing. All of this comes from experience. I've I tell my clients I've definitely been to the lowest lows. So I've, I get it. So yes, value is, is a hundred percent a game changer. It also takes time to get there. Yeah. And then my, my final question is, uh, what does it mean to you? The phrase own your space, Nicole? Well, I think that we touched on it a little bit. I think I touched on it a little bit. Um, when I was talking about, you know, not just owning your physical space, but owning your emotional space. 
and again, right? How all of this connects so well, Jason, right? Uh, you know, that that plays into the um, how employment is like dating or employment's like relationships because it is. And we have a strong tendency, especially in the work environment because people are holding our entire livelihood over our heads. We tend to let people break some of our boundaries that we maybe normally wouldn't in a relationship. We let people, you know, walk on us in different ways we maybe wouldn't normally. Um, and so to me, owning your own space is everything that we've been talking about here is really just finding your value. I hate to keep saying that, but it's so true. Like <laughs> finding, because if you don't value yourself, why would anyone else value you? You have to stand up for yourself. There's literally nobody else who's going to do it except you, you are going to have people that will help you along the way. And the more driven you are to finding your own value and standing up for yourself, the more you will find people will, will get on board. And I mean, not everybody's going to support it, but you will find that people you need will come into your life. But to me, that is a hundred percent what it means to own your own space. Um, you know, is that doing that inner work, finding your value, finding your authenticity, and then being able to make sure that you are steadfast with those boundaries in any capacity. Powerful stuff, Nicole Ryan, powerful stuff. Thank you so much for being my guest today. And, um, and I look forward to seeing your, your podcast grow, your business grow, and we'll connect. Thank you so much, Jason. It's been a blast. Hope we can do it again sometime. Absolutely. Have a great day. Thank you. You too. Bye. I absolutely had a blast talking to Nicole. It is very apparent that she is passionate about helping people discover their value. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope it inspires you. Please pass it along to somebody that you feel might find value in it as well. I'll leave contact information so you can connect with Nicole and so you can connect with me. So thank you so much for tuning into the show. And more importantly, thank you for tuning in to you. Be blessed, my friend.